Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Hello, once again, leaders of learning. Welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. And before I get into the meat and potatoes of the episode and our featured guests and our interview, I wanted to back up for a minute to talk about the fact that a couple weeks ago at the start of the new year, like myself, a lot of connected educators come up with their one word for 2018. And without getting too much into it, I actually came up with two words, all in, because I want to go all in on the many, many things that I'm involved in, both personally and professionally, including my family, including my job, and including this podcast as well. So one of the ways that I want to be able to go all in on this podcast is by really representing the brand better and reaching out to you, the loyal listeners of the show, and anyone who visits my website or reads my blog opportunities to really connect as a community. So to that end, I've done some improving recently on the brand and I've revamped the website at leaderoflearning.com, created new ways for you to get in touch with me or leave feedback at leaderoflearning.com slash contact. I've created an email list where anyone who signs up can be notified about new blog posts and new podcast episodes and also made a much bigger deal out of our Leader of Learning Facebook page that can be found at facebook.com slash learning. and we've grown by thousands of percents in just the last few days. So I really appreciate all of my new followers on the Leader of Learning Facebook page as well. At the end of the episode, of course, I will go through all the ways to find us and and stay in touch and really just be on top of everything that happens in the Leader of Learning community. But first, I want to get to that meat and potatoes of this episode and our guest, Our guest in episode 14 is someone who is extremely passionate and extremely inspirational as an educator. She is now a district-level administrator. She is a blogger. She is a presenter. She is soon to be an author, a published author, I should say, and that is Tara Martin. You may know her more famously for her work as the creator of Hashtag BookSnaps, or like I said, her her new book that'll come out hopefully soon about being real. And I love that about her. She has this acronym called Real, R-E-A-L, that I will let her talk about more in the interview. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Tara. Okay, I am on with Tara Martin. Tara, thank you so much for giving me a little bit of time here coming on the episode. And if you could just start by telling us who you are and where you are and what you do. All right. Well, thanks, Dan, for inviting me. It's truly an honor. I um, currently am working as a a district-level administrator, as a curriculum coordinator in Auburn-Washburn District in Topeka, Kansas. I um, work with seven elementary schools and in the areas of all all areas of curriculum, actually, and then K-12 for music and also um, some of our specials. I to I get the honor before coming into this role. I was an instructional coach for six years and then I taught elementary school prior to that. So super excited about my new role. This is my first year as an administrator. So I like to call myself the hashtag the rookie admin and learning lots of new things. I love it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, it's, it segues nicely into the first question that I wanted to ask you because I knew that about you, that you uh, are in your first year as an administrator. And I've seen that that rookie admin uh, hashtag or blog or, or whatever you had uh, created. And, you know, just so, so, so that you know that uh, really this podcast is kind of all about that, you know, like leadership from all angles, teacher leadership, administrators, everybody who no matter what role you play or what title you have uh, can be a leader. And so I guess that's what I was wondering is if you could talk about and tell us about your transition into becoming an administrator. All right. Well, first of all, I will say um, I kind of explain it to the coaches. I'm often talking to my inst- the instructional coaches that I lead. Uh, several of them have their admin degrees and they're like, so what's the big difference? And I'm like, well, before I was used to, I like to use this analogy, driving a speedboat, and now I'm driving a pirate ship. So it just doesn't turn as fast. It just doesn't move as fast. And so everything you think about doing and creating and, and leading people, you are constantly turning little knobs here and there and everywhere and thinking from a really wide angle lens, you know, from multiple perspectives, more than you ever thought, just to get a little bit, you know, just a tiny little turn. And so I often, um, since August, I, or really I started in June, I have just, my eyes are just open to what it takes to promote educational change. And it, it's, it's so much bigger than any textbook that I've ever read. And I don't really think there's anything quite like experience to prepare you for it. So um, I love it. I love that my eyes are so open to the community's needs, um, the teacher needs, the student needs, and, and the principals, the leaders, and then all of the district administration and how each part is so vital to helping shift the movement of pirate ship. So I would say that's my biggest learning so far. It's just my huge takeaway so far. That's really cool. And I appreciate that analogy um, of the pirate ship. I think that's a really great way to look at it. And I know how much you love uh, the, the whole pirate thing with the you know, lead like a pirate and everything. So that's a cool way to look at it. But anyway, um, you talked about like the rookie admin. And I know, I know you have another... Uh, in this case, an acronym that uh, you really believe in and, and you kind of use it to, I think, brand yourself, if uh, if I could say that. But so R-E-A-L, real, What what is that? How did that come to be? What does it mean? What does it symbolize? Well, you know, Dan, um, people are always talking about what is your why? You know, you've heard so many people talk about Simon Snack's book, you know. Yeah, sure. You know it- knowing your why. When I created my website a year, a little over a year ago, I was like, what is, you know, what is my brand? I love that you called it my brand because that's what it is. It's, it's my why. What is it that I stand for? And it didn't take me that long to create this acronym because I got a compliment on a survey. I send out performance surveys to the people that I serve. And so my first year coaching, I sent out a performance survey to all the teachers that I serve and asked them just to rate my performance. And I leave a couple of open-ended questions. And uh, I love for them just to tell me like how I can better serve them or what is it that I'm doing that's working well for them. And I just leave it open. But one of my favorite compliments on that survey was just, I love that you're so real. Like you might be the most real person I've ever met. And that is a really cool where, compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like where that might not be so cool to some people, I loved it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
that is like what I want to be known for. Like you're transparent, you're understanding, you're empathetic. So when I started my website, I was like, I wanted to be called real. And so I started thinking about what does that mean to me? And it means the R stands for being relatable. I think in everything we do, no matter where we are, virtually, in person, face-to-face, you know, people should be able to relate to you. And that's where that transparency comes in play. And then the E is exposing a little vulnerability. And that's like sharing your story. That's where empathy really shows up. You know, I'm not always getting it right, but I want to better understand where you're coming from. I want to relate to your perspective. So exposing a little vulnerability and allowing others to feel comfortable to do the same. The A is always approachable. I think no matter what, a good day, bad day, it doesn't really matter. I want people to feel comfortable to approach me with questions and not feel like it's a dumb question. I want people to feel comfortable to approach me in a conference, just run up. And I find this happens. They'll like run up and hug me as if I've known them forever. And I've just seen them on Twitter. I feel so like I, I love- do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I'm, I'm like, you're talking about me right now. We, we, um, we've only met once in person or at least at one event at ISTE and, uh, I don't know about you. I felt like I had known you forever at that point. Exactly. And I love that. I love that. I think it's super, it's it's just what I stand for. And so the L is learning through life. Um, I think no matter what we do in this life, everything is a learning experience. Um, Everything has room, everywhere we go, we have room to grow. So relatable, expose a little vulnerability, always approachable and learning through life. Be real. Cool. Yeah, I I really like that a lot. I like having a you know having a, a motto or a slogan, and then just having it be something that you um, connect with and kind of uh, you know I guess more so than anything identify with uh, is is neat. And and the fact that like I said, someone called you real, and that was a huge compliment. I think it's great. So I'm gonna switch gears though a little bit. We talked about uh, that we've been connected for a while, and I, I actually think that one of the ways that we really connected or the first way was Snapchat, believe it or not, of all the ways that uh, educators connect with each other. So I wanted to switch gears now and talk about Snapchat a little bit. And if you could tell us about book snaps, what are they? How do they start? And uh, I guess, how are students and educators using them? All right. So book snaps has been around since August of 2016. Um, it actually started with my son who was 15 at that time. He's now 16. He just spends most days when I'm looking at him, he's taking selfies on Snapchat. And I looked at the data on our cell phone and I was like, holy cow. <laughs> like, how are you spending this many hours on this app? There's just no way that's humanly possible. Obviously, you're not doing school. You know, like, like you're not even participating. And so um, I was super frustrated, ready to get the app off his phone. And, and I thought about as an instructional coach, how I'm constantly helping teach to say, you know, that thing's driving you crazy. Fidget spinners are driving you crazy. Let's figure out a way to use them for learning. And I was like, and in this moment where I was trying to get Caleb to take this app off his phone, I'm like, I'm not even practicing what I preach. So how might I use Snapchat for edu awesomeness? And honestly, it didn't come to me right away. I had to think about it for a little while, but I love reading. So I was sitting there reading and in marking my book with a highlighter and posty notes, because that's what I do. And um, I thought, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Why don't we annotate with uh, Snapchat? 
you know, you could type the text in and maybe then I can uh, use bitmojis and emojis to share what I'm thinking. So I called Caleb downstairs and like, Caleb, come teach mom how to use Snapchat. And he was like, no, that is not for adults. That's for kids, you know, but he ended up teaching me uh, the best teacher ever. And I made my first book snap and I kind of sent it out on Twitter because I was pretty new to Twitter at that time, only a couple of months in. And I just hashtagged it book snaps. I had no idea really what I was. I was really just trying to figue out a good way to use this this app in an edgy, awesome way. And Dave Burgess happened to get his eyes on the book snap that I sent out because one was uh, from the launch book and then one was from T-Lab. And he was like, this is brilliant. What is this? And I'm like, um... Hashtag book snaps. <laughs> like, I, don't I don't know. I just kind of dreamt it up. Um, that sounded like a like, question. You got. You should have sounded more confident. Like, oh, well, it's book snaps. <laughs> Haven't you heard of it yet? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you're a publisher and you're commenting on my stuff. Like, that's really what I was thinking. But um, he was like, hey, would you like to guest blog on my blog? And then I like had a mild heart attack and told him I was just so new at blogging. You know, I would love it if he wrote up a blog with books and shared it out you know, on his blog. He was like, no, no, I really want you to do it. So I agreed to, and that is honestly, Dan, I think if Dave would have never seen book snaps, I don't know that people would have ever seen them hidden on my blog with my two followers. Yeah. Well, you- <laughs> I mean, I, I know how book snaps and you uh, kind of took off and were just completely launched uh, at around that time because I, I feel like I bought in pretty early and I know that I've never said this to you necessarily outright. So I'll use the airwaves right now. You know, it, uh, as an, as a former ELA teacher and as someone who quite honestly, I'm going to be fully transparent here, always felt a little bit, I don't know the right word, but awkward or I, I don't know, the, the word will come to me, but I, as a, as a reader, as a student, I always had trouble, uh, remembering what I read and like really truly comprehending what I read. And so even as an adult and as an educator and someone who, you know, although I've go- gone on to get a couple of masters and I'm working on my doctorate, like I've been out of your, you know, K-12 school for a while. When I used book snaps, it meant a lot to me because not only was it fun, I was able to use Snapchat, I was able to use the bitmojis and make it look cool, but it was really helping me remember what I was reading. So I get it. I, I really do. So that's the cool thing. I love it that you mentioned that, Dan, because Dave definitely helped me launch it and get eyes on the idea. But, you know, when I launched that idea, I didn't have the science behind it. It wasn't like I was writing a dissertation. I figured out all the research first and got it all prepared and then put it out there to try to, you know, it wasn't like that at all. I was just trying to honestly keep me from taking the app off my son's phone. Like yeah, it was solve, just kind of a, a silly solve a problem, yeah, a problem, problem solving. Yeah. Exactly. But what I realized is that, um, you know, an undergrad, I studied reading comprehension and it was just a big focus, ELA and, and reading comprehension, huge focus in my undergrad. And so the left hemisphere of your brain is where the comprehension takes place. And when you are comprehending what you read, you create this vision, this visual, this imagery in your mind. But when you recreate that imagery digitally, in this case, you are now engaging the right hemisphere of your brain. And so now both hemispheres of your brain are engaged in this idea of learning and comprehending. 
And so the chances of the content lodging, moving from your working memory into your long-term memory is increased exponentially when you use both hemispheres of your brain, which is why kids connect visuals with text. And, and so when you're speaking their language, you just amplify that even more because they're interested in it. So you're adding passion, you're adding interest. And so the chances of them remembering these things is even greater. And so what we were have kids do is like create a book set beginning, middle and end of whatever they're reading. And they get to, there's no parameters. It's just like create what's connecting with you. And that's, if you ask a kid weeks later what they read and they've created a book set beginning, middle and end of what they've read. They will almost always tell you events that happened around those book snaps because it is lodged. Yeah, you know, and, and first of all, the the research that you mentioned is is fascinating, and um, I can't even begin to really understand it. And for lack of a better term, no pun intended, like wrap my own mind around it. But um, what I do get is is that feeling of, and and I found the word that I was looking for. It was inadequate. You know, as a as a teacher, even I was feeling it, and I'm sure there are plenty of students who are just like me when I when I used to be in school who are feeling it too and and I really do believe that that using social media because they're so used to using it in this kind of way can really make the learning you know make sense to them and come alive in ways that uh, no one's ever really seen before so um, speaking of books and book snaps I think that at some point in the near future you will go from just snapping books to really well snapping your own book. So I know that you're working on a book, speaking of Dave Burgess as well. Please tell us about the book that you're working on. Well, my book is called Real, The Heartbeat of Education. So it goes right back to my why. It's amazing. I like, I'm so excited because it's like all things me wrapped into one bound piece of text, which I think is just super interesting and exciting. But pretty much it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, being real is something everyone can do. It's not impossible. And, and the way I described real earlier, relatable, expose a little vulnerability, approachable and learning through life. These are not impossible tasks for people. But one thing that I think is super amazing about the acronym real and the idea of being real, as much as I love technology, we just talked about it. And I love teaching children positive ways to use social media. There are a few things that social media will never replace, and that is truly humans' passions, their interests, and their life experiences. No piece of technology is going to be able to replicate all of those individualities of humans. And so to truly prepare us, our students, our educators for the future, we need to be real in all areas, of, in, in all aspects of the word. And so my book is all about how this why that I'm talking about, my why, my purpose has shaped me in the, into the person that I am today. And as an educator has truly helped me to empower students and other educators to stay true to who they are and to use that to empower those that they serve. So it's a, it's a very um, personal book. There's a lot of vulnerability. It talks a lot about my childhood, which wasn't so pleasant, and how I've overcome some of those things to become the educator that I am today. Well, that's awesome. Not not so much about the childhood. Sorry to hear that, but the the experiences that you that you've gotten, that you are getting, that you will continue to get, and I can only imagine how exciting it will be to uh, have people book snapping your book. So good luck with that. I, I really that sounds really cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that well, sounds really cool. 
Anyway, um, I really appreciate you coming on again. Thank you so much. And before we go, uh, for the listeners out there, just tell them where they can access you, find you, uh, the, the website, the blog, the Twitter handle, all that stuff. Certainly. Um, please do find me at Tara M. Martin. So there's two M's in the middle. Dot com, Tara M. Martin dot com. Also on Twitter at Tara Martin EDU. And hashtag book snaps. If you try them, I would love that. If you're on my website and you go to resources, all of your book snaps resources are right there in the resources tab. I have a new hashtag, hashtag real edu. So uh, be looking for that in the coming months. And thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate you having me on tonight. The pleasure was all mine. I, I really, you know, from when we first connected on Snapchat and we met at ISTE, you know, last, uh, the end of the springtime uh, till now, again, I've seen how far you've come and I knew I had to get you on here and, and spread the word and spread the wealth uh, about book snaps and real and, and your books. So thank you so much and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. As I said before we started speaking, Tara is extremely passionate and extremely inspirational. If you are not connected with Tara yet, please look her up on Twitter, find her website and her blog. She is tremendous and she's always, always willing to help and really just continue to push education forward in any way that she can. I look forward to hearing your feedback about this episode. I would be greatly appreciative if you were to head over to iTunes and leave a review. Or if you want, you can go to leaderoflearning.com slash contact and either send me an email or leave a voicemail message that I may or may not play on a future episode of this podcast. As always, to find more information about me, my blog, and this podcast, head over to leaderoflearning.com. And also, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, there are new ways to connect and contact. You could find us on facebook.com slash leader of learning. You can go to leader of learning.com slash subscribe and get new emails every time podcasts are dropped or blog posts are published. And continue, of course, to listen to this podcast, recommend this podcast, and subscribe to this podcast on any service that provides podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, we're everywhere. Of course, the Leader of Learning podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, podcasts by educators, podcasts for educators. For more information on the podcast network or to find more shows that are part of it, please visit edupodcastnetwork.com. Thanks again, everybody, so much for listening. I appreciate it. I wish you well. And until next time, please remember that no matter who you are and no matter where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. 
The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.